even more about nothing. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am your humble, gracious, and I'm not humble. I take it back. I'm not humble at all. I am your host. <laughs> I go by the name of Old Man Mookie on Twitter and Instagram, which for a limited time only are both public right now. So wow. make sure you go. Yeah, I know. It's we're in a dangerous time. Quarantine Radio has made me unprivate my Twitter and Instagram. Is uh, the worst thing to happen, probably. Probably. We'll see what happens between now and then. Uh, as you can see... Don't tempt fate. Don't tempt fate. <laughs> as you can see, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt. Say what's up to hey. the people, Matt. What's up, guys? Uh, once again, the number one fan account for Pablo Sanchez, at man underscore Guto on all social media. Greatest athlete of all time. This is, in fact... He might be the greatest Pablo in all time and the greatest athlete of all time. Neither one of those things are mutually exclusive, but we'll take it. Nope. <laughs> But, as you can also see, we've got a third guest, returning guest, the one, the only, Batman himself. How are you doing, sir? Uh, I'm doing okay, you know. I think, I think as pretty much anyone says, about as well as can be expected uh, in the current world. So, yes, we're in the uh, Batman Returns episode tonight. Ah, I like that. I see, what you, I see what you're doing there. I like that. All right. If you haven't listened to the show before, thank you for listening. I don't know how you found us, but since you found us, welcome. This is a show about absolutely nothing. Sometimes we have two-minute intros. Sometimes we have 47-minute intros, a la season two and a half. <laughs> Actually, three weeks ago. <laughs> you know, we were just there, uh, and it's been a while. So um, we're going to go actually start the show. Um, and for today's topic, we're going to talk about whatever we want. <laughs> Not much different than most weeks. I, I was going to say, is that a change or? Yeah, it's just, we're just getting it like an official start point to just do what we've always done. Um, and, and much like the CEO of uh, Disney and ESPN called Dana White and tell him, hey, sit down. <laughs> You're not doing this. <laughs> After he tried to have a UFC fight behind closed doors in Russia with nobody there. Bro, I saw a tweet that's this is literally Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and Maybe like, he figured no. Sorry. Maybe he figured because WWE is doing it, he can do it too. Yeah, no, you're not you're not you're not WrestleMania. You're not Wally Mania. Stop it. Stop this. First of all, without many ex- open exposed wounds, someone is definitely getting the Rona. Yeah, and again, in Russia? Probably not yeah. a good idea, Dana. Like, listen, I want Khabib and Tony Ferguson to fight more than the next human being. Let's just let's be smart about it. But um, aside from people beating their faces um, each other until they bleed and one of them gets crowned as the ultimate fighter of the universe, um, what have you guys been watching during this both self-imposed and unimposed regulated quarantine that we've been stuck in mm-hmm. john do you want to start uh sure so as far as like stuff that i've been watching uh mostly i've been catching up on cw stuff um like i caught up through you know i watched through the uh infinite crisis mm-hmm. and then um they had like a four-week break or whatever and then uh, uh 
I kind of fell behind a little bit, and then I've been playing catch up a little bit. Um, I mean, I would say. So I know Mookie's going to disagree with this, but I would say for me, probably tied right now, it's Flash, Supergirl, Batwoman. Aye. As far as the ones I'm enjoying, um, two of the Black worst Lightning shows has... on television, John. They're terrible. <laughs> They're terrible. I, I don't know what to say other than I disagree. Um, I enjoy the character work. I feel like in this season, uh, so Supergirl, I think it's, for me, some props for the fact they've incorporated the idea of, oh, we're post-crisis, I think, the most. Like, the Flash has played with it. Uh, um, Legends basically made fun of it. They mostly talked about the cross, which, I mean, works with Legends. Um, Arrow kind of ended on that note, so like it sort of changed, but they, I don't think that really counts. But you know, Supergirl, like they brought, I guess this isn't really spoilers at this point. They brought Lex Luthor back. They're in the on the same Earth as Flash. Um, I just I feel like they've been the boldest in changing things. Like they're adding characters, they're letting characters evolve. Um, I feel like Flash hasn't changed as much with the crisis, but they've been doing some interesting things this season. So like, I feel like they're embracing the two baddies a season model a little bit more. Um, so like we had the, what was it? Like blood work or whatever, the first yeah. half of the season. And then now, and I'm again, I'm a couple episodes behind on everything. Still just timing in life. Um, but now we've got this whole like conspiracy group that uses metahumans with light powers. I think that that's kind of a cool trick because that's like the one thing Barry's not faster than so far <laughs> in the series is light. like that's come into play in a couple of the episodes is like, he can't actually outrun the stuff they're shooting at him. So yeah, he also cannot run cool. his own feelings. So we're not going to, I, I reserve judgment for later. No. That's fine. Um, and then, like, Batwoman, I think, has been a very strong opening season. Um, they've they've really done what they can to try to establish the show as its own thing. Um, I feel like I'm not 100% okay with, oh, Batman's not in the picture, but I don't know if there's a good way to do that without literally killing him or crippling him. And I don't know that they feel like they could get away with that well, here's for the, the show. Here's the thing. And my big problem is that we have had several instances where Gotham has been without Batman. Lost in space. Lost in time. Uh, lost in space and time. Fell in love with an alien. Fell in love with a demon. It gets lost in Apocalypse. Like, goes to Krypton. Goes back in time. Goes to hang out with his dad. Goes to hang out with his mom. Like, we've we've done this before. We've read this before. I mean, there was even a time where he submitted to Ra's al Ghul and was essentially a prisoner. He wasn't really right. a prisoner. He was playing the long game, as we come to learn later. So, there are options for not having... And it doesn't even have to be Bruce a Batman at all within the city of Gotham. We've been through this before. We've had incidents where 
Robin has stepped up. We've had incidents where other former Robins have come back to don the cape and cowl instead of Bruce. I mean, we're now getting the case of, hey, Bruce is just not cutting it. Damien, what are you going to do? Um, so I'm going to push back and say there's a little bit of lazy writing in the saying Bruce isn't here, but we don't want to just not show him. I guess that's no, I would, other question. Uh, I would say I actually agree on that point. Um, that's probably my, that's, I think I didn't communicate that very well. That's my biggest pet peeve with okay, the gotcha. overall. Okay, so gotcha. We're in agreement is, there. Okay, cool. Is uh, how they're handling that. Like, cause like you said, you can use a lot of reasons, but it's basically been, well, he's not. Here. So, I mean, I don't feel like it's a focus of the show, so it's not a deal breaker for me. Um, I think the way they're handling Batwoman, I think the way that we're seeing, you know, Bat gadgets be used. I like the character interplay. I really like Luke Fox as a character. Um, I'm a little sad that they killed Lucer Lucius Fox in the background, um, but I just I really like his character, Luke Fox. Um, I like that they're not trying to be like, oh, but how does this villain deal with Batwoman who usually deals with Batman? They're just like, no, we're just going to her own villains. Like she has her own suite of villains and we're using that. Um, like, I'm not saying any of these shows that I'm saying I'm enjoying are perfect by any, any means, but I just, for me, like Batwoman has had a very strong first season. And I think probably part of the reason it is, is because it's not focusing on like Bruce, you know, like it's lazy writing how they're handling, like how they're excusing him being gone. It's just, he's gone. Um, but I think like the, uh, what, not the vehicle, the trope, if you will, where like every episode has Kate narrating as she like writes in a journal to Bruce. I think that's a cool, uh, narrative device. Mm. Um, but yeah, like I'm enjoying it. Like, and I wouldn't say I'm necessarily the full target audience, but there's clearly a target audience out there for it for more than just superhero stuff. And I have generally heard fairly positive reviews in that regard. Um, you know, I mean, if you want to talk about like, uh, you know, girl versus boy shows or whatnot. So at this point, we've got Flash, Black Lightning, Legends. Supergirl and Batwoman. We've got two shows that are, you know, central characters, a guy, two where it's a girl, and one that's a team. full ensemble piece, a full team piece. That's actually I I think that's kind of a nice little mix. And like they all have ensemble they're all kind of ensemble pieces at this point. That's one thing I feel like the CW is really leaning into is making all of their shows ensemble pieces mm -hmm. and it actually works really well. Not just like, Oh, there's the one hero and then there's support people like there's multiple heroes. Um, but yeah, black lightning, the last couple episodes have been better, but like the first half of this season, I don't know. Like I love the characters in it. I love the dude who plays black lightning. Um, I could listen to that dude, read the phone book. <laughs> um, but just, I don't know, like the plot and the way the pacing, like, I think that was the big, big thing for me. The first half of this season was the pacing on black lightning just did not work for me. Like now it is, we have, I mean, we have evil Wayne Brady, so I don't know if you guys have been following, but like Wayne Brady is like the super villain now That's and hilarious. it's awesome. 
oh, and he's totally, like, he's legit scary, too. Because he's, like, basically Captain America, but he also has, I think it's basically Purple Man's power. Oh. Oh. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh, he can throw you around like you're a sack of potatoes and also tell you to go jump off a bridge. So, yeah. And he, like, plays it up. Like, he's he's good at it, too. So, um, like, I had to go look up. I was, Is that Wayne Brady? <laughs> that's Wayne Brady! <laughs> and then I, like, Google it, and I'm like, that's Wayne Brady! Um, but, yeah, so, looping back just a little bit. So, yeah, uh, CW shows. Uh, um, we watched Frozen 2 the other night. Oh, um, I liked it. Um, I still have I think, yet to watch that. So I would say I think I feel like for me the plot was about equal in terms of enjoyment with the first movie. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't the same kind of plot, obviously. Um, I feel like there was some really good, like more subtle humor in this one. The oh, yeah. music maybe not as good. Very close, but not as good. I don't know. There's something about Let It Go that's like it is yeah. a really good song, like even if it got overplayed by a lot. Yeah, um, I get that. But so I would say like humor is a little bit above the first one. Plot is about equal. Music just a skosh below. Mm. Um, not bad, not bad by any means. But I think maybe just not quite the same level. Although Kristoff's song about midway through the movie is amazing. <laughs> I've heard really good things about that one particular song. I yeah, like the visuals in that. Yeah, like like visually, I think it's it it beats the last one by a long oh, shot. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. I did see so like right before the lockdown, like a week before everything locked down. Um, I did go see Sonic, and I actually oh. really liked it. Um, yeah. I kind of want to get it on video at some point, like actually own a copy. These guys um, abandoned me to go watch it. I said a time and a date. I sent a text. You never replied. <laughs> I ain't getting in the middle of that. Um, but that was the last movie I saw in theaters. So It's probably uh, the only movie we'll all see in theaters. Jeez, <laughs> at the rate things are going, yeah. Uh, Did you ever get a chance to see yeah, that's uh, what I've been watching. Emancipation of Harley Quinn? Oh, no, yes, we did go see that. So we actually, Bethany and I both went and saw all that, uh, I think, like, Valentine's weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of other, like, schmoopy stuff. And I was like, do you want to see it? She's like, sure. And we got out, and I was like, okay, yeah, that was fun. Like, the first five minutes, it was, I was kind of sitting there like, uh, what movie did I actually sit down for? Um, the bit where they intro uh, Black Mask, that was a super uncomfortable scene. Not necessarily for, badly for done, purpose, but I, just... I have not watched that, Birds of Prey. Okay. I don't feel like that's a spoiler. It's in, like, the first okay. ten... It's just... Yeah, yeah, The scene is a little uncomfortable to sit in. At least it was for me. Um, but otherwise, it was a great movie. Uh, I heard Huntress nailed it. Yes. I think, actually, I would say that Huntress and Harley Quinn were probably the... Um, Oh shoot! You and McGregor also nailed it really well. Like, really different from any other Black Mask that I've seen, but like, Chef's Kiss. 
That's good to hear. I know I know a lot of people, uh, not a lot of people wanted to go see it or people were like bashing it because of the way it was uh, marketed. But a lot of people wanted to go see it. I've seemed to really like it. Yeah. All right. Anything else you guys have been watching? Oh, actually, pivoting away from things we've been watching. Um, I want to talk about what you guys have been reading because I'll be perfectly honest. I have been. I need to explain the situation. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, through forces beyond my control, things happened, and I got a voicemail like Monday or Tuesday evening, a Tuesday evening, that just kind of sent me down just a path of frustration. And so, after being frustrated for a few hours, I'm like, you know what? I'm done. There's nothing I can do. The office is already closed. I just got to get up early tomorrow morning and take care of this. So it's about 9.15. And I'm like, you know what? It's tired. I hopped in the shower. I'm going to grab some melatonin, go to bed early, get up and tackle the day. Unbeknownst to me, my melatonin sits on my nightstand right next to my Adderall. And in my frustration and just anger, yeah. I take two of my Adderall. Usually I take one in the morning and one in the afternoon. I take two of them and just swig down with water. I haven't eaten anything at this point in a few hours. And, I, I, and I'm laying down and I'm about to like, I'm trying to fall asleep, but I'm ramping up. And I'm like, what is happening? And I look over and realize what has happened. And I'm like, oh, no. This is going to be a long night. <laughs> oh. I have never been more productive between the hours of 1 a.m. and 7 a.m. in my entire life. <laughs> I, I finished a website I'd been building for three weeks in two hours. Um, and then after that was done and I was like, okay, well, it's two in the morning and I need to do something. <laughs> oh, I, Lord. I jumped face first into Viz Media. Shout out to them. This is not a they they don't sponsor us. I pay 1.99 to get access to all the mangas and I blazed through 47 chapters of My Hero Academia. Um <laughs> so that's pretty much that and um Samurai 8, which is created mm -hmm. by the guy who also wrote Naruto. Um so I've been reading those two simultaneously. Outside of that, I haven't done much comic book reading. Um, outside of Hush, Hush was the last comic I read, series start to series finish, and then watched the Hush movie. Um, but ever since, it's kind of just been manga alley for me. So what are you guys reading, comic book-wise or manga-wise? Uh, for me, I've done a little bit of reading. Uh, I'm just going to jump back just because I got a shout-out to them. Uh Netflix now has all six seasons of Community on there. So yes, sir. if you're the Community, go watch that. Uh, so I've been rewatching that. Love it so much every time I watch it. But I recently, so I've been reading Nike or catching up with that. And I've also been reading, or I finished Food War. Uh, if you guys aren't familiar, it's an anime about cooking. Uh, and so recently, last year, they went up to season four and they are planning to do their last and final season. So I went ahead and read the rest of it. Kind of disappointed with the way it ended, but I'm still excited to see it. 
animated and thrown on the TV. Cool. Um, as far as what I've been reading, uh, uh, so like on my lunch breaks and whatnot, and on and off, I have a like book book that I've been reading that has just a bunch of sci-fi uh, short stories. Well, military sci-fi because that's one of my things. But comic-wise, um, the two, I guess, groups of comics that I've read a lot of recently, and like I went and put a fair bit of money into my local comic shop for. Uh, first, there's TMNT Batman. Yes. So, like, here back, I want to say a year or two ago, I got the first volume of that one and loved it. And then here, I want I think it was at, like, Christmas, I got the second volume of the main one, if you will, like the one that is the crossover of the current TMNT comic and the current Batman comics. Or at least, like, the universe is, like, it's, there's no, like, clear timeline placement. But then I also picked up the uh, graphic novel that was the crossover of the anim Batman the animated series and the, the I think it was like it was the it's the Nickelodeon Turtles. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah the, the the Nickelodeon one from the 2010s I think early 2010s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's been a lot of TMNT shows. Wait, wait, so um, which one the uh... Uh, the CGI the, one. Oh, the more 3D looking one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where they're kind of like that. younger, younger teens. You yeah. know, like. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um. So those were really good. Um. I I think of the three of those, I probably enjoyed TMNT Batman number two more because that one's very Donatello focused, and Donatello's kind of my guy. Um, but they're all three really good. But then the one that I've really enjoyed um, is the Boom Studios Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series. Nice. So, so it's I think it's an ongoing comic. I haven't picked up like a single issue comic in I don't know how long other than getting stuff on free comic book day. Mm -hmm. um, but I have volumes one through I think six of the Boom Power Rangers right now. So like Volume one starts like plot wise, it would be roughly a week to a month after Tommy is freed from being the evil Green Ranger. So, like, okay, I it feels like it kind of treats basically up through that point in the series as that happened. Mm -hmm. See, so you don't, I mean, it kind of assumes you know who the Power Rangers are, who Tommy all is how it went down they do some flashback stuff but it's pretty much just that happened so are, then we, it goes, are we like og5 mighty morphin tommy jason kimberly okay yes yes so it's the original lineup it's set in like the modern day so like they take basically all the characters and all the situation they just kind of move it from the early 90s to now mm -hmm. so they reference like websites and social media like bulk and skull are have like a podcast vlog type thing going on um they kind of ramp back from them being like the weird bumbling bullies uh they have a little bit still of the oh the you know the civilian power rangers are nerds but they're big power ranger fans and they have like a show that's all about them tracking 
Power, Power Rangers, Rangers activity. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's kind of cool. So I think so they like they run the Power Rangers fan site. <laughs> yeah, basically, like they they run like it's it looks like it's it's treated like a fan site slash like there was a sighting here. Here's the video kind of thing. Like it's not like dark web type stuff. It's just like a, you know an informal fan thing. Yeah. Um, but like it's just very well written. Uh, all the characters get more exploration. Um, the visuals are great. Um, I feel like you get more characterization for some of the villain characters too, like Goldar. I feel like gets a lot cooler treatment in all of these. Um, Zordon is like, he's still very much good and wise, but he's not perfect. And the series kind of plays with that a little bit, but ultimately comes around to Zordon is a good guy. But it's like, it's not quite as simplistic as in the original series where he's just the floating head who knows everything. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if you guys remember from, gosh, it's been a couple of years now, but Jason David Frank did this live action trailer for an event in the comic book called Shattered Grid, and he plays a he played a character called Lord Dracon, mm. who's an alternate. Like I don't feel like this is really a spoiler at this point. Like again, we had a trailer on YouTube for this, but he's basically an alternate Tommy Oliver who was freed, but still turned evil, and oh. ended up. So he had Green Ranger powers still, and he ended up through stuff that happens that I won't get into since it sounds like neither of you have read it. He ends up with also the white ranger powers and he merged them. I think I remember seeing something like that. Uh, there was a, a comic shop that I was at in Dallas and mm -hmm. they had the entire shatter, uh, shattering the grid or shattered grid. grid. Yeah. Uh, shattered the grid. Entire comic series for like 60 bucks or something like that. Um, and mm -hmm. it was very hard to not try and buy it. Uh, but I remember seeing something about him morphing the green and the white ranger power. Yeah. So like the whole thing there is he has, he has those two power sets merge and then he's basically like the ruler of that world. And his whole army is like empowered with like watered down ranger powers. So he has like his main troops are black ranger uh, and then he, his like kind of almost special forces scouts type people are yellow and pink rangers and then like his elite guard are the red rangers mm -hmm. and all of their costumes kind of remind me a little bit of like kind of tactical versions of the 90s live action like the first mighty Morphin power ranger movie so you know the suits that were a little more armor -y? they kind of oh okay me oh like bit. tech spec stuff where it's like yeah they they're like actual they look like they're actual armor plate suits. So yeah, okay. Yeah, so text there, There's cool. a trailer out there that has people in costumes of that. Um the Shattered Grid trailer. So that was just for like the comic event. That wasn't going to be like a movie or anything. They just said, "Hey, do you want to play Tommy again?" He was like, "Sure. Do you want to be Evil Tommy?" Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Jason David Frank just embodies that character and like mm -hmm. in every way. Like every way like carries the mantle well yeah there's a there's like kind of a, a side story or like spin-off or whatever graphic novel that i need to get my hands on still i think it's called like soul of the dragon and it's basically like 
Tommy has been a ranger for 20 years. And like the cover is literally like all of his suits, like kind of an after image trail. And then ends up in a Tommy who's like blatantly current Jason David Frank. It's like <laughs> the, the beard, like a little gray at the temple and stuff. Yeah. It's really, it's hilarious, but it's really cool too. But yeah, yeah it has like all five or six of his suits on there. Um, but yeah, no, the the Boom Mighty Morphin Power Rangers series, like they've got like nine volumes out now. Um, there's one, so there's like volume seven, volume eight, but then there's also a Shattered Grid collection. That's seven and, I guess that's seven and eight. And then also like one or two extra issues. So I'm just going to get that one because yeah. like I'm not duplicating stuff. But yeah, I love that series. Uh, I've heard that they're wrapping up the Mighty Morphin one, but then they're going to be doing a Time Force series. I know. I'm like, so if they take, if they do the same level of treatment that they've done with this, I am psyched for that. If they're going to do that, um, let them do an SPD. uh, Because honestly, I've been rewatching some, like SPD gets a, doesn't get enough credit. I don't think SPD gets enough credit for how good it actually is. Oh yeah. It was top tier. Yeah, like, I have faint memories of SPD, but what I remember and just the style, I really like it. Um, honestly, I feel like uh, Lightspeed, SPD, and Time Force are all great post in space series. Like, for, for the most part, Turbo, I mean, Turbo dipped a little bit, but really all of the series from Mighty Morphin Season 1 through In Space were good, but they were also the one. You know, and then after that, everything's broken up. But all three of those series, like the kind of more rooted, like we're a police force kind of thing, Power Ranger stuff, was really. Yeah. Have you guys watched uh, Beast Morphers at all? The newest one? I have not watched any of it. Watched any of the series so recently. It, it, yeah. It, I watched a little bit of it just because I was intrigued at where they're at with uh, Power Rangers, right? Um, I watched ninja steel or super ninja steel or whatever mm-hmm. they call it whatever three words they decided to throw at. um and at least with beast morphers they kind of take the same approach but it's still more of like okay we have this entire school and we're tapping into the morphing grid to get rangers and then they have these three that are like the cut above arrest and mm-hmm. proving themselves worthy to be rangers kind of thing i mean it's interesting Still hasn't grown on me yet, but it's it's always interesting to see, go back and see like how they're doing it now versus what they did back in the '90s or two, early 2000s. Is Beast Morphers the one where at least the start it's a red, blue, and yellow, and like red is a cheetah, yellow is a rabbit, and blue is a gorilla? Yeah, yeah, that's the okay. One. Okay, so fun fact: the Japanese series that it's based on, uh, I think, Go Busters. The voice actor for the Robo Companion to the Blue Ranger, who's like a gorilla, yeah, who plugs into a truck that turns into a gorilla, yeah, is the same voice actor for Japanese Optimus Prime. Oh, really? So the way that this becomes full circle is for decades now there has been, uh. On in certain fan circles online, there's been a fight of truck, not monkey. So Optimus <laughs> Prime, the truck, not Optimus Primal, 
the monkey. <laughs> so, yeah. So as one toy reviewer who was going over the toy of this character said it, now we have an ofis- official truck truck monkey so y'all can get over yourselves. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, gosh, I love that so much. That's funny. Yeah, I felt you guys would appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I was kind of interested by that one. Like, I saw... I actually watched about a third to a half of the Japanese series that mm-hmm. it's based on. And, like, that was a pretty wild series. So I'm kind of interested what they did with the Americanized version. But on the yeah. flip side, like, I know that... And I know this is a season, like, there's some disagreement, but RPM, like, the Power Rangers season was actually kind of dark. Um, but the series it's based on is not in any capacity a dark series. Like, there's a reason there's a call out in an episode of, but why do our Zords have giant googly eyes on them? <laughs> <laughs> I really like RPM, honestly, uh, as its own thing. But anyway. It's, in our in our brief conversation, I was having like flashbacks to like which Power Rangers I watched the most, and honestly, the more I think about it, like I cognizantly remember, it's Ninja Storm, and it's not even close. Like I know I watched a lot of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers as a little kid, mm-hmm. but those memories come in flashes, and the biggest flash right. is like the movie like i like that move i was like giddy when when that movie oh yeah came out. like i mean i don't I know everybody was. i don't know who wasn't when that because that movie was like legendary and i remember going back and like okay i watched the movie and i went back and rewatched some old seasons but like as soon as we were talking about rangers and like i was like well which one do you like i like this like i just kept having flashes of Ninja Storm and how good that series was. And I just like, I need to go back and find somewhere to rewatch that because that was really good. I need to. Most of them are on Netflix, I think. Oh, shut up. Yeah. I may Uh, have to binge that at some point then. Oh, heck yeah. Uh, That's where I watched uh, Beast Morphers. I think they are doing like periodic dumping episodes on there. Oh, okay. Uh, You know what they also periodically dumped on Netflix and there's just way too much of? Anime? Star Trek. There is Star a, Trek. Okay. There is an ungodly amount of Star Trek on Netflix. There's eons and decades and millennia worth of, of Star Trek episodes in the in the recesses and and crevices and servers and every kind of digital cloud that Netflix has. There is some corner of it that has Star Trek plastered all over it. Mm-hmm. So, John. Uh, mm-hmm. when we were talking about setting this up, uh, getting you back on the podcast for the first time ever, ever, uh, you had a question regarding Power Rangers. I, I wanna, did. I want to dial it back, uh, just for a second because I like where Caleb was going. Let's talk about our favorite Ranger seasons or like our okay. iterations of Power Ranger. Uh, just because I feel like we may have some hot takes coming in on this, and I'm here for <laughs> all of them. All of the hot <laughs> so takes. Let's talk about. Uh, Top five iterations of Power Rangers. Tough, bro. Because I'm pretty sure I already have mine. That's tough. Okay, I'll I'll jump on this first. So I am not going to order rank these because this is one of these things that's just tough for me to like say this one above that one. Yeah. Um, off the cuff, I'm going to say 
Power Rangers in Space, mm-hmm. uh, Power Rangers Time Force, uh, Mighty Morphin Season 2. So that's the Lord Zed and the um, Thunderzords season. Okay. okay. So, because we got some good stuff going on there. Um, I think actually Lightspeed Rescue, I would say. And then RPM. Mm, solid. Caleb, are you still trying to put your list together? Uh, I think the top three are easy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Mighty Morphin Bar Rangers off the off rip. Just that was yeah, easy for me. Number two, sure. Ninja Ninja Storm. Like that one comes easy for me. Um, SPD comes in at three. Um, for four and five, that's where I get a little bit um, hinky, hinky dory, if you will. I really liked Dino Thunder. It did oh, not yeah. have the best reputation among the general populace but i i didn't mind um and again i think i was like middle school high school i was just like if it came on i watched it you're you're gonna stop me sure (laughs) i'm gonna watch this um but this is where it gets tough because do you go with like mystic force (laughs) never in my life stop it uh Do you go with Jungle Fury, or do you go with um, Samurai? Because Samurai was actually pretty good. And I know Samurai was one of the more recent Ooh, ones. Honestly, I mm-hmm. I love both of those choices. Yeah, one like, of those two made it to my top five, and I'm not going to say which one. Yeah, so like for me, Samurai could sneak in there because it's just like it's at a time where i'm not really watching power rangers and it popped up i'm like what is this and it caught my attention and i was like oh okay this is a nice bounce back from where we previously were um at least for me i know some people rafiki don't despise mystic force and the nasty grotesqueness that is those capes (laughs) (laughs) so many floppy capes so many floppy capes um but I think I'm going to go ahead and give it to, like, Wild Force. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay yeah. Okay, so for me, obviously, like, I have to go with uh, Ninja Storm as well. I think that was the prime of me watching Power Rangers, and I just loved the concept of them. I loved the Zords. Uh, and I loved just, like, the graduate. That was really the first first time for me that i saw them start with the original three and then they started expanding their team a la the uh thunder rangers and then later on cam uh, cam uh wild force has definitely got to be up there spd uh i'm a huge fan of jungle fury i absolutely loved that uh honestly that one might be in my top three and then for my fifth one um I would actually go ahead and put Samurai on there also because I think that was the first one that really introduced the concept of the legendary mode so they could take the powers of other rangers and then combine them uh, into their Zord and they then become those rangers. Um, close, but not making well, the was list. Was that Samurai or Megaforce where they did? I thought that was Megaforce where they... Sorry, you're right. That was Megaforce. Uh... Or Super Megaforce or whatever i just know it ripped off the season of 
uh, Super Sentai where they were literally space pirates who could morph into any ranger. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Then does that change my answer? No, I still like Samurai. <laughs> I think it was the, the the giant misdirect of uh, Jaden wasn't the actual Red Ranger. I think that's what, what was what was really good. It's like you spend this entire okay. time thinking this is, and then all of a sudden, like, no, his sister's supposed to defeat. Uh, I forget the villain's name, but she was supposed to be the savior of everyone. And then they got anchovy guy as a gold ranger. Anchovy guy. <laughs> I, I don't think he's any more serious than the, the Japanese version for that series. So, <laughs> But guys, uh, if you're listening to this, tweet at us what your favorite top five Power Ranger seasons are. Maybe you're a fan of Mystic Force. I will fight you for that on Twitter at email. Uh, but speaking of long running shows, specifically Japanese into English shows, have you guys been keeping up with Pokemon? Oh, no. <laughs> I know I asked a question related to this for the podcast, but I absolutely have not kept up with games or anime at all. I keep yeah. up with Pokemon like I watched the last season of Flash memes. <laughs> Fair. Watch everything like that. That's how I watched all of Dragon Ball Super. I literally watched the first episode and the last episode. Everything between that and that, all memes. <laughs> just, just. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually been pretty interesting. So I've caught up a little bit with it. Uh, the direction they're taking, it. they've called it more of like a soft reboot because they're hmm. trying to venture into if they were to add a new character, how would it differ from Ash? Because Ash has been on a perpetual journey of. Oh, I want to be a Pokemon Master. Well, what does a Pokemon Master look like? Well, certainly he has to win a Pokemon League that he's in. He's won one and a half because Tier technically doesn't count. I just love that that made like ESP. <laughs> yeah. And you guys talked about that a while back when that happened, but just like that made new, like it didn't make like local news, but it was. Ash wins Pokemon League. And like, all of a sudden, no one that knows anything about Pokemon is like, what, what is this? Or why do I have to know about <laughs> uh, But they've been doing some really, really cool stuff with that, especially introducing the new Pokemon from the Galar region. But I talked about this a while back. I commissioned someone to turn me into a Pokemon trainer. And I had a Team 6. I feel like it's a strong contender to take down literally anyone or anything that gets in my way. John. You yes. Have your team of six. I do. I, and I, I need to preface this with the fact that I don't think I've played Pokemon since the original generation. Uh -huh. This was purely me crowdsourcing out to people who've actually played these and saying, here's the kind of Pokemon I want. What are good picks <laughs> that fit these criteria? It had nothing to do with like optimization. So, and you'll probably be able to tell that once I go through the list. Um, I, I did that. use your lineup in terms of like, because you have like one legendary, one pseudo legendary, and then four non legendary, yeah. regular, yeah, whatever. Essentially. Um, so I tried to keep to like that same thing. So I didn't just say like, oh, I have like the six, three legendary birds and three legendary beasts or something. Yeah. Because you know, I feel like that wouldn't be fair. Yeah, um, pseudo realism yeah like 
I figured like at least sort of a matchup there. So what I ended up with was Blastoise. Mm-hmm. Probably not a shock considering some of the comics I've shared recently on yeah. Facebook. Embor. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I believe it said Stoutland, the bigger dog one from the most recent. Oh, yeah. the one with the from big long sun and moon. Must uh, sun and moon or sword and shield? One of the two. Like it's a three evolution one. It's a normal type. Um, it basically looks like a Scottish terrier got the Hulk treatment minus the oh. green. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he's, got, he's got the really long, like, mustache thing. Um, anyway, and then... Oh, I'm, oh, yeah, okay, gotcha. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, I got you, I got you. And then I may mangle this one, but when I looked it up, I was like, I want it. Um, but it's Duraludon. It's the one that's like the... Uh, I think it's a metal dragon type. Uh, and somebody was... Somebody that was, oh, okay. I was kind of bouncing this off was, was like, oh, it's basically Mecha Godzilla. And I looked at it and I'm like, it is. And then I'm like, and he turns into a skyscraper. I'm like, so he's Metro, he's Mecha Godzilla and Metroplex sold. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Tyranitar. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is Lunala. Uh, which one is that one? The legendary moon bat. Because if I'm going to go bat, I'm going to (laughs) go the best bat possible. Yeah, represent. No, you're not going to go Zubat? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Zubat, man. No, I actually really like the Lunala design, too. Plus, with Lunala, I I get a good type around it. I don't know if it's actually like a great team. Like I think I laid that out, and then somebody was like, you're going to get speed blitzed. I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, like I admitted up front, I'm like, this is a very chonky list. These are all pretty much chonky boys. Yeah, I mean, but That's they, okay. the thing is, you will definitely get speed blitzed, but if you actually manage to hit and get an interrupt, which would lead to like a daze... Oh yeah, it's all over. <laughs> everyone is everyone is in trouble, especially if you lead off with Dora lead on, and he manages to like sustain the speed blist. You could literally just keep you trucks. You just drop truckloads of rocks <laughs> on everybody. <laughs> no, that's a solid I team. If you have a list. Are you just are you just like weighing in on this? I mean, I always have a list. <laughs> this is what I do. I'm the list. I always have a list. All right, everybody knows this. No one's ever, ever going to be surprised about this. Number one Pokemon on my list. Everyone's known this. You've known this since you've known me. If you don't know me, now you know me. The number one Pokemon on my list is Charizard. It's not even a question. He's there. He's my leadoff hitter. And then the number two Pokemon on my list, which I spent so much time fighting and so much time finding, is a Red Gyarados. And he knows Ice Beam. So, yes, Matt, I'm ready for your silly little dragon um and i have my own dragon um to follow up with yours with this dragon knight yes i have three dragons stop it everybody can calm down now there's no more dragons on my list um and that is where i derail a little bit because after thinking about um strengths and weaknesses um i need to balance it out with a normal type pokemon and henceforth i am going with um 
Ah, I just had it. Flygon. Buchiana. Flygon? Yeah. Flygon's a dragon. <laughs> he is a dragon, but he's normal. Uh, he's dragon and ground. He's ground. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> definitely ground. Um, but that gets me more. That that gets me more towards the normal side. Um, and then, uh, how does how does four dragons get you to the normal side? <laughs> it gets me closer to the ground. Uh, <laughs> and again, fire is kind of like my elemental like passion. Um, okay, Prince Zuko. Okay. All right, sir. Um, <laughs> um, I had to go with um, a fighting and then a normal. And I'm picking Machamp purely. He's not the best fighting Pokemon. If I really want, if I wanted a better fighter, which is the Pokemon I would much rather have, I would have gone with Blazer King. But once you see his mecha evolution in the new games, it's it it's it's gorgeous, man. It just looks really really cool. Uh, no, uh, Machamp. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, his mecha evolution is is just is just really really good. Um, where's the stupid normal Pokemon that I have? Where's the stupid list? Are you going with the Zubat? No. I, I would fight you in public. Um, Kangaskhan, but I would also swap out for Snorlax. Okay, yeah. All right. All right. Like, I think I would rather have Snorlax in my list, but just because, like, utility base, I would go Kangaskhan or Kangaskhan or whatever. Kangaroo-Skhan, whatever Kangaskhan. they... <laughs> Genghis Khan. Wait. <laughs> yeah, I would rather have Genghis Khan because he would just run through everybody. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's Snorlax is like one A or six A, and Genghis Khan is six B. Mm -hmm. Like either one of those two could rotate in or out. Okay, and for those of you that are not familiar with my team is sick. I have Charizard, Salamance. Uh, Espeon, Lucario, Toxicity, and Latios. Which one of us three do you think would win in a battle? If it was three-way, if it was a one-on-one. Maybe I'm being biased. I would win. <laughs> in a three-way battle, um, I think you face more trouble than you realize. So do you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen. With four dragons? With four dragons, I am in towards a normal team. <laughs> <laughs> With my two most normal Pokemon being a Snorlax and a, and a fighting Machamp, I admit, off the bat, things could get a hair out of control. <laughs> a hair out of control. Just How, a hair? Just, just a hair. A bit. Just a hair. Here's the thing, though. If... I use the correct berry with Snorlax. All he has to do is wake up, double kick, fall back asleep, and eat the berry. But in the game, what he does is he wakes up, he does his attack, and then he sleeps. But then on his next wake up, he eats the berry, which basically overheals him. So it's basically a, a wake up and attack cycle, and he continually heals himself. Now, 
But again, like those berries, you have to have them hold, and then it's a one and done. Yes, exactly. But we can. I'm I'm getting to a point here. In a three-way battle, while Snorlax is waking waking up, healing, and double kicking every character that you put out, the one that I run into trouble with is your Latios. Your Latios has to contend with both my Dragonite and his first, Pokemon. First of all, your your Snorlax at most is probably only taking out uh toxicity and espion maybe lucario i was about to say you, are you listen you you think snorlax would lose to a lucario i mean considering mega snorlax punch double a, punch a, double a, kick a, is a normal type i think lucario is technically a fight. yeah he listen double check on that he would take he would take i would here's the thing you would deal less damage again Speed blitz. Yeah, but then again, you're focusing on me. You still have to contend with him. <laughs> and also, waiting. The, <laughs> the speed blitz doesn't necessarily work with flying Pokemon. But with a Snorlax, it does. Because he's. <laughs> it's literally not moving. Yes, that's true. That's true. But if he wakes up, Espeon is gone. I'm like, one double kick and he's. How many Pokemon do you think are fighting at the same time? That's one. my question, because you because you keep talking like all the Pokemon are out on the field at the same time. I mean, I'm assuming we're doing doubles, so it's just, yeah. I mean, if there's three of us, why do we need to do doubles? This is very true. I mean, I just like to go doubles. <laughs> and that's how the tournament works. The Pokemon tournament, work, well, at least the Pokemon championship when they're playing the game, it's doubles. Because you no, can pull off more. Not. In the game, it is. No, it's 1v1. <laughs> I don't know what tournament you were watching, but or maybe I was watching the double, doubles tournament, but the doubles is... Yeah, they have doubles tournaments, but the championships, they're usually just like 1v1. The only one where they did... There was a prelude tournament in Diamond and Pearl where Ash and uh, Paul had to team up, and they so it was a double. But it no, I'm talking about in tournament. Sword and Shield. When when they do their nas the national tournament, it's always doubles. At least that's what I've seen. I could be wrong. No, in the game, it's still only 1v1. Then somebody on Twitch was lying, and I'm, Twitch is lying to me. I'm sure there are stuff where you had to do double battles, but in leading up to fighting the champion, fighting the other gym leaders, it's only 1v1. Yeah, in the, bro, I'm not talking about in the storyline. Like, when people play in the tournaments, it's doubles. Or, maybe I was just watching a doubles tournament. I could be wrong. You're probably just watching a doubles tournament. I'll, I'll go back and, and review it, but... Okay, yeah, so wait a minute. Which Pokemon are you sending out first? All right, let's do this. Let's actually, let's... <laughs> I don't know why we're actually pretending, like, okay, who are you sending out first? Uh... To be honest, to start things off, I'd probably send out Lucario. Okay, you're in trouble. I'm ob I'm obviously sending out Charizard. Good luck. Okay. I would probably start with Blastoise. <laughs> See, so now you got to watch out. For Immediate. Me. I use Fly. You can't hit me with your water guns. Uh. Wait, I can't. That you doesn't can't. make sense. The whole point well, of guns is to hit things that are far away. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> This isn't just the game. You can't just fly. You're just out of reach. There That's how it works, games. though. That's how it works. 
feel like in some cases you're very oversimplifying it and then thinking about it way too complex. Have if you've watched the show or if you've watched if you've watched the show or played the game, if a Pokemon uses fly or dig, the attacks don't well, work. Well, Except if here's the thing: if you use if you use dig and you use earth, terrible example. Yes, and that's when they created the move earthquake, and every Pokemon that decided to dig just died. <laughs> well, not even that. You, you've seen instances where someone will use uh, dig, and then Ash or someone with a water Pokemon gets this bright idea. It's like go over to that hole and spray <laughs> water down the hole. <laughs> And next you know, the sump pump's broken and the entire thing's flowing. Oh, goodness. Anyways, we don't have to play do this play-by-play. I'm very confident knowing I would win. Maybe guys would win. Maybe guys would knock out at least like three of my Pokemon. I I, I, listen, I think you are overconfident. In your, I'm, I'm legitimately worried about one of your Pokemon. Uh, you think I'm overconfident, sir? This is supreme confident. <laughs> I feel like the realistic answer here, if we a uh, three-way battle, is probably that all of our Pokemon would end up unconscious. <laughs> this is also fact. Team Rocket it would probably in, just be <laughs> like flip a coin or roll a dice and randomly decide the one Pokemon for the one person that's left. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls a natural one. <laughs> Dragonite eats his own fire and falls asleep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just like... Because I feel like at this point, there's so many different kinds of Pokemon flying around that it's just... It'd look awesome, and then it'd be like, wait, wait, who... Everybody's unconscious. <laughs> Even the trainers are unconscious. What's going on? Right. I think, it, I think it'd be fun. I, I don't know if there is a batting system to do... Uh, a three-way in some of the current games because that would be very sweet and I'd be very intrigued of actually assembling this team and then going up against uh, said other team and seeing who would actually come out on top. Yeah, unfortunately, Dragonite isn't in the newer games, which just hurts my soul. Hurts my soul. Is he not? I was going to say, expansion? I don't know if he's... I'd be able to actually a team in it. Is he in the expansion? I'm not sure if he's in expansion or not. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Uh, I know some of the legendaries are supposed to be coming later this year. Though. All I know is that black legendary one that looks like a Zabumafu, I still have questions about. <laughs> <laughs> they created a Pokemon that just looks like a black and green monkey. And it looks like Zabumafu. Like, it's the only thing that I was like, that looks like an angry Zabumafu. <laughs> I am I wrong though? No. Thank no, you. <laughs> Thank you. I had to Google Zabumafu. I'm like, wait, I've heard of that before. I was like, oh yeah. It's a flying like Libra. It's it's uh it's uh it's Momo from Avatar. Well no, it's from like yeah, I remember that show with the Crap Brothers now. Yeah. Yeah, I, the only I, that's probably why I like Momo so much is because Zabumafu was a thing. <laughs> this is actual fact. Uh, didn't Zabumafu die at some point in time? Like, a couple of years ago? Don't tell me that. 
I think the I thought it was. Isn't he a puppet? Yeah, it, it, the pictures made it look like a puppet. Well, no, there was so, a, there was an actual lemur they used for footage. Oh, uh, but then the actual uh, monkey that was with uh, Chris and his brother, what his brother's name is, uh, was a puppet. But don't call me on that. I'm I I'm just repeating what I saw on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's a terrible place and also a great place to get information. But yeah, speaking of Momo from Avatar, um, I, I just came across a post right before the podcast started, and we could probably make this our last discussion of the night. But if, based on the information we know from the series, what we saw in the show, the two Avatars, Avatar Aang versus Avatar Korra, were to have essentially an Avatar battle... In the spirit mm-hmm. world, where they're, they're okay, in the spirit world, their powers aren't equal, but they have no limits. If they were to have a battle, who would win? Okay, my first question is at what stage are we getting Aang? And this, this is my question, too. It said based on the show at their peak strength. Based on the show, at their peak strength, is technically what we see, the, the flashbacks of Aang that we see in... So when he's like 40. When he's 40. And then, what we get of Korra is at the end of season 4. So based off of the shows, right? We're based, not... We're not, not bringing we're anything from the comics books. that are coming out. Correct. Okay. Because... I mean, you're technically right about, oh, we get the flashbacks of Aang, but... I feel like the spirit of the discussion would argue basically end of each of the series. So like post Fire Lord Battle Aang and then um, admitting that I haven't seen season four. But if you're I would say of the three seasons of Korra, it would be post season two Korra um, or I guess post season four. If that's the case. I'm actually going to lean Aang. Like, I think it would be a hard fight, but season four, like, post-series Aang has, I feel like, a better all-around mastery of the four elements. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel like spirit mending would really come into it. Like, that's kind of a fight finisher so i don't feel like for like the full knockdown drag out that that's going to be an issue um i feel like they're about equal in terms of their ability to call on and control the avatar state Mm -hmm. so it really comes down to their use of the elements and their individual like i guess their physicality and their i guess actual fighting skill set yeah i mean bending is part of that but we even see in the series that the characters do like hand-to-hand combat i feel like cora has the edge in physicality and hand-to-hand combat because she's like stacked um yeah she's she's i'm pretty sure she's a hitter i'm pretty sure, sure she could give ronda rousey a run for her um and Aang, like Aang is fit, but Aang is younger and smaller. Yeah. I mean, 
again, I'm kind of going with the spirit of the idea of basically their main series selves rather than flashback Aang. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it has to be that way because flashback Aang would destroy her with airbending alone. Um, right. He just he has too much more experience. Yeah. Like the experience and, and, level difference is a lot smaller with the series. And again, it's 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 cheating almost because mm-hmm. we have to remember at this point while he's forty, he's technically a hundred and forty years old. Um, so there's a hundred years of history that when he was a child, uh, started at 12 and by the end of book four, book three, whatever, the end of the act, the end of the fight with Fire Lord Ozai, he's 15. So there's about mm-hmm. three years, three years there. Um, he's, he's, he's getting more connected with, with, with Roku and is he, it is all three years or is it technically one year it's show it's about three years uh because they or two and half, it's like two and a half years because i feel like about, it's a year ish yeah the I entire mean, show it feels like a year yeah because it's because you've got like the comet you've got the eclipse and then the next thing is the comet yeah yeah because you had like the lunar eclipse you had the solar eclipse, and then you had the comet and everything. So I think, I think it's like a year and a half. It might be. like It's fuzzy, but it's not like a but it's around that, three it's, to four years. It's definitely not more than that. I don't think it's even hit like a couple of years, honestly. When I, when I was watching the show, and I'd recently just rewatched it, I thought it was a couple years. Because when Anne gets struck by lightning in the cave in Bossing Say... And they said, how long have I been out? He's been out for a couple of months, at least. Mm-hmm. Was it a couple of months, or was it a few weeks? I thought it was a couple of months. No, I think they tr- I think they kind of pulled the, it's been the summer break, or, you know. It's it's essentially, break period yeah, it's a time skip. The, yeah, it's a time skip. Mm-hmm. Um, and it I, I want to say that it was basically about the length of time you would have had between the end of the season and the beginning of the season. You know, some shows actually like the C- looping back yeah. real quick. The CW tends to do that. It's like, oh, it's been four months or five months. Uh, like, I would say I'm kind of in the it's one to maybe one and change years. Um, but like the point I think that Miku is making is Aang is experientially 14, 15 by series end, or is yeah. a couple years older than that. And, but I would say part of why I think it goes to Aang is while it seems like being the Avatar makes you like naturally good, no matter who you are, Aang comes across as somebody who kind of more naturally adapts and learns and, uh, oh, what's the word? like experiments with and like figures out new stuff with skills and powers like more quickly. Korra is more of like a power fighter and somebody who gets better at existing things. Mm-hmm. Aang like invented the air scooter and a whole bunch of other stuff, you know, as an airbender. And he was just much, he was much better at that kind of on the spot um, invention of yeah. technique. And they even talk about it when doing the, uh, the bending tournament, like she was getting washed 
uh, in a corner and she basically had to like lose herself to be able to like use any kind of like airbending technique but like adapt to waterbending but it, it went against her natural nature which makes again kudos to you on the physicality point because she is far and away picks up airbending so difficult but like firebending and earthbending picked it up easy boom boom earth armor i'm like well, oh. I mean, the same thing happened to ang with uh earthbending obviously it didn't go to the same extent that uh cora did with uh airbending but he for the longest time i think the one he had the most difficulty with was earthbending just because yeah it's the opposite nature out, yeah like not necessarily because then with cora it should have been firebending so it's more so like personality and like how you deal, uh, like your fighting style, like which guess, which is approach to how yeah you they fight. talk about. I remember this. They talk about this in the show. It's like whichever one is the opposite nature is usually more difficult for the avatar to learn. But because you're the avatar, you pick it up, whatever. So it's then usually based on your your attitude. So Ang was this free spirit. Which is why he had such a difficult time with earthbending. Cora mm -hmm. was, she was also a free spirit because she wanted to get away from the Avatar Village. She wanted to explore the world, but the way she saw the world is what made it difficult for her to get earthbending. Um, airbending. Airbending. Sorry, airbending. Um, so yeah, hold on, Caleb. Just uh, not to cut you off prematurely, but you guys are pretty clear on your decisions i'm gonna go against the grain and say core uh in terms of this fight if we're going with a premise at post season three ang so after fighting the fire lord and then we're getting at the very end of season four Korra, um obviously yes we've talked about their physicality or her physicality um as more or less an athlete being in pro bending tournaments being able to uh move flexibility agility uh and she's also pretty i would give i would give flexibility and agility to ang over well, her let me talk i let you talk uninterrupted okay <laughs> uh and obviously in terms of like the spiritual aspect of it not getting into like spirit bending or anything like that or bending energy as you coined uh a finisher that would obviously go to ang but i think one of the things that really helps out Korra in this was essentially being stripped away of her bending in the end of season one, having to then get uh, air bending in this unfamiliar sense, and also being in this new world where growing up somewhere doesn't necessarily define the type of bending you use. And then obviously metal bending's a thing, lava bending's a thing. I think having more access to that gives her more avenues to be creative as a bender as an avatar and honestly i think her getting in touch with rava again even though that meant losing connection to the past avatar gives her more of a fine-tuned sense of understanding the kind of power that she has yeah i would actually th i think that's the thing that holds her back and gives ang the advantage in that ang has not only been talking to avatar roku he then like talks to Kiyoshi and the avatar before her and like they all I mean he was on 
that final island, like Lion Tortoise Island, talking to every single avatar, and he like with ease at this point. He talked, he talked to like four. They insinuate that he talks to all the avatar because by the end of it, he's like, no, they did not insinuate that he talked to. He talked to the four, last couple one, and then he went one to, of each element. Yeah, yeah, one of each element. But then at one point, you can see him talking to all the other avatars when he's talking to Kiara, Korra. Sorry. Um, so he, he doesn't talk to all the avatars, bro. He has <laughs> talked. Butchering to, this argument. He okay. <laughs> My argument is. Aang has access to all of his previous lives, where Korra does not. Um, And in that, while I understand that metal bending and lava bending are new cool things, they are essentially iterations on the original. Aang is fundamentally better at the original than Korra is. And that's why I think he wins. Also, like, not for nothing, Aang had better teachers. Yeah, this is true, considering... I, I was about to say, you can't... He learned firebending from a dragon. This is true. <laughs> true. But at the same time, how many people have been coached by greats and still lost championships? <laughs> Shout out to any basketball team ever. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like, obviously, depending on looking at this stage, yes, it is a cl- close fight. And honestly, it can go either way. I'm just picking Korra because I like going against the grain. And I know Caleb has things to say about that. I always have things to say. And I don't know why you do this to me on camera, Matt. Why must you make me? Like, my heart can't it's handle hilarious. <laughs> I'm going to be on high blood pressure medicine by my 30th birthday. Yeah, just just don't mistakenly take Adderall for melatonin again. <laughs> oh, ugh, you poor man. Yeah, I don't. I, I guess I I was up for a total of I think it was thirty seven hours. Yeah, that was rough. It was a rough day. I can imagine. But you know, the one. Th- oh, sorry. Go, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say the one thing I would add on there, like as you guys have been talking about it, like I feel like. I'm actually in the it's a coin toss. Um, like my gut kind of says if it stays at bending range, there's a slight advantage to Aang. Kind of for the what I was saying earlier about how I feel like he has a well-rounded bending mastery. But if they get in like arm's length, it's probably Korra because as soon as she lays one hand on Aang, snap him like a dry twig <laughs> and make a wish. Um, <laughs> Airbender wishbone. Airbender wishbone. Yes, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's I. The more like I listened as I listened to you guys, kind of going back and forth, like I feel like it's a toss up. Yeah. So um, we've because got, they they each have strengths and weaknesses. So so one for Aang, one for Korra, and one for depends on who gets punched in the face first. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> Everyone's got a plan till then. Hey, listen, in the wor- in the immortal words of the great American poet Mike Tyson, everybody gets a plan until they get punched in the face. And on that note, um, any other parting words for the guest? Um, I was gonna say, kind of connected to our discussion of Power Rangers earlier. Uh, one video 
be a series that I found, like I didn't make it through the entire run. I need to sit down and watch through it again. But um, there's a guy named Link who goes goes by Linkara, who did a history of Power Rangers video series where he kind of sits down and he'll look at like the season and then he'll look at like the characters and design and stuff like that. And he kind of goes through. I mean, he goes through every blessed season of it. So, and he's, I think he has said that as they put more seasons out, once the whole season is available, he will sit down and do another video on the season. So I want to say he had done up through at least Samurai, if not Megaforce, the last time I checked. Um, but yeah, it's, they're, they're a lot of fun and it is kind of a f- cool trip down memory lane thing that doesn't require you to watch like the entire season. Um, but he has some cool insights too. So as like, if you're a fan of Power Rangers, I think they're a cool video series to watch. Mm-hmm. Any parting words for the audience, Matt? Guys, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, this is available on literally any streaming platform. So if you like listening to absolutely nothing or just talking about nerds, be sure to like, subscribe, share us with your friends. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. If you want to drop us a jet, go to whitenoisestudio.com slash eman. We are on all social media at eman podcast on Twitter and Instagram and facebook.com backslash even more about nothing. And as you've seen, we've been posting video podcasts after the audio goes up. So the audio goes up on Monday. The video goes up on Wednesday. Mondays and Tuesdays when the audio goes up. Video goes up on Wednesday and Thursday. We appreciate Thursday, Friday. Thursday, Friday, because Matt actually posted videos. I'm just here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we just want to say thank you for bearing with us while we figured out how to podcast um, due to the corona. I think she forced us into Yes, I'm just just forced us into yeah it's just you know we didn't know what to do and so we figured it out um we look forward to bringing you more awesome content john it is an absolute pleasure to have you back on the show we've Go missed ahead you and plug yourself john where can people find um i don't really have like a general social media presence right now. um so yeah i don't i don't have anything to plug yet at some point i might but for now like i'm I'm on Facebook as John Sharp. So <laughs> if I start seeing weird ads, uh, like face- friend requests, don't be guaranteed you're going to get added. But <laughs> do you stream at all? Uh, no, not right now. Mm. Hey, well, Matt, guys, do you stream? Yeah. Uh, I might have to with Final Fantasy. <laughs> That's what I was setting you up for. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the game is out. Uh, be sure to stay tuned for our next episode of the team deathmatch show uh where we'll be all spoiler cast sorry um you, you had your chance the game was 20 years old even though it's a new game <laughs> it's a new game but it's still 20 years old so you had your chance um we're gonna be talking about it playing about it possibly streaming it um until then ladies and gentlemen stay tuned you be well and you know what since my twitter is public to the world follow me on twitter and instagram at Old Man Mookie. Um, until then, it's been an absolute pleasure, and we will see you next time.